Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I'm your host, Winston Winnis, and I'm here today with a very special episode. Today's episode is about time flies. It's about how time flies, and time is a trippy thing. If you've ever tuned into any of my other episodes about time, then you know that I trip out on time. And uh, it just happened just a moment ago, I was talking with a colleague, an associate, and um, we were talking about, you know, how he's lived, uh, <laughs> just how long he's already lived in San Diego, and he's like, yeah, you know, we I moved here five years, oh, six years, oh my gosh, and, you know, just, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, it had been longer than he realized, you know, him and his uh, girlfriend had been dating, our fiance had been dating longer than he kind of realized at first, and, you know, um, just these kind of things uh over the the day over the uh weekend i was looking at some notes that i found i was going i was planning out my week writing out my goals and in my notebook i had found a sheet of some goals from before and some of the goals were very much in line with the same goals i'm working on right now and i looked at the date and it was from like three years ago. And it's funny, I, I kind of love it when I find these old notes, you know, with my old goal sheets. I always have some kind of goal sheets going on at some, you know, uh, I just always have different sheets with goals. I'm very goal-oriented, so I guess that's kind of part of it. And one thing I want to make sure I mention on the the podcast today is if you are like me and you write goals, then uh if you if you don't already um put the year on the goals i highly recommend doing that cuz it it always amazes me when i look back and see how long some of these projects i've been working on have actually been in progress you know i think it's like oh i just i'm almost done with this oh it's, you know i've been working on this for a while it's getting close and then i find this thing of me talking about this same goal from like five years ago it's like holy smokes that is some craziness crazy stuff and so this concept of time flying is just hugely relevant to this kind of uh thing in my opinion so another topic that i think comes up a lot so um i was really excited today i was super been super productive today had a good uh great podcast I recorded earlier and I started my day off doing my routine. I read, I got to spend some time with the kids and had um, just, you know, my morning routine got and uh, had some good calls with uh, students this morning, consulting calls. And I also, so one thing I've been working on with the uh, find your flow and with the podcast and products and uh the whole overall plan for it that I've been working for, if I really think about how long I've been working on Finder Flow, it's been about 18, almost 19 years as of the time of this recording. And just how much it's grown and what it's evolved into over these years is a lot. It started with just uh, an idea, an epiphany, really, and... Over It took me years before I wrote the first book. I didn't know how or why or what exactly it was going to be about. I didn't know anything about writing a book. And then I wrote a book. Then I had to learn how to publish a book. And then I learned, you know, how to get a website up and how to, 
you know, just all these dozens or even hundreds or even thousands of little steps along the way that I never could have predicted. And that it's clear as I thought I understood it 18 years ago, there's been things that just took for, for you know, took years to literally years to to get to where it is now. And it's, I know it's not, like, I feel like I still haven't even scratched the surface. So today, for instance, um, I was, I recorded, I uploaded a new podcast this morning. And with it, I wanted to make a special offer. I wanted to provide a discount, right? Well, that means, first of all, I had to know how to get the whole podcast uploaded, which, you know, I figured that out some years back. Um, but that includes, you know, the actual recording, what how, what program, what hardware, what uh, software do I use to edit it, what, um, how do I upload it onto my website, what is the artwork, how do I make that, okay, I've got a template for that, okay, well, I've got a software for that, I've got, um, you know, and this is stuff, again, that I didn't figure out overnight, right, this is, it took me a long time, and then, okay, well, I want to make an offer, well, what kind of offer, i got to have a product, Okay, cool. I do have this product. Wow, I forgot. I put all this. You know, sometimes I, I actually, it's embarrassing, but also hilarious and also kind of part of the point, too. I, um, this morning, I was, you know, uh, working, producing the podcast, and I get to the point right where I'm ready to hit the publish button, only to realize that I was about to publish the same podcast that I produced last week. And it's like, gosh darn it, you know, sometimes I do things while I'm half asleep, you know, but I've got the I've got the structure and the framework so developed that I can flow right through it, which is, you know, a great thing. I'm all about flow and that's my thing. And uh, at the same time, if I'm not too conscious or I don't take good enough notes or I am totally asleep when I'm doing this stuff, sometimes I, I you know, it's on the one hand, it's really exciting. It's like, ah. Oh, I already did that. Cool. But if I don't catch it till after I've already done the work a second time, it's like, oh, I just wasted however long uh, doing work that I've already done before. So that's kind of both sides of that coin. But I thought that was hilarious. So I um, published the new podcast. And then I realized I wanted to make a special offer on a product that was related actually to uh, Flow. So last episode was Get Flow. That was the last podcast episode I published. And with it, there's a program in the Finder Flow shop called Flow, and it sells for I don't remember, 97 bucks or 49 bucks, something like that. And for this discount, I wanted it to be like super amazing, where it's just a no-brainer. That's kind of the way I try to make this. In case you haven't figured it out, I try to make it where it's like when I'm offering a special or a deal, like I want people to just be like, yeah, of course I'm gonna buy it at that price. It's you know super awesome and affordable. And so I had to, you know, find the product in my sh in my store and I had to um you know create a new sales page and uh create the countdown timer and then um I wanted to be able to not just have that one but if somebody purchases this product I want there to be a way for them to get a super special upgrade uh to you know, get to the next level, and that would include the three steps uh, program that I created, and I want to offer a special on that. So there's all these little things that start adding up. It's like, well, that's a heck of a lot of work to make all this stuff happen. And the beauty is 
over the years, I've done a good amount of this work, and so now it's less and less work, and I'm actually able, I've got templates in place, and I've got systems in place, so now I can just kind of du hit the duplicate button and switch this out, switch that out a little bit, and uh, tweak it a little bit to make it unique for this campaign. And before I know it, I've got this, oh, and then I want to, uh, you know, on Instagram, so I want to make a special, uh, I want to drive traffic from Instagram. So, okay, boom. Well, now I've got this sales page set up uh, or the podcast. So now I'm going to drive people from Instagram to the podcast episode. The podcast episode has the link for the special discount on Flow, but it's only for a limited time. But you don't know or I don't know when you're going to actually listen to this episode or to that episode. And so how do I make it so that it would be a limited amount of time in an evergreen way? Oh, I've got this cool plug-in I found last year or two years ago now. Who knows how long ago it really was. And I've got that. So that's all dialed in and set up already. And so all these things that, you know, the first however many times was a very slow-going process where I had to, you know, I was up who knows how late, how many nights, how many weekends and days I've put into this thing to whereas now... I've got it pretty well systematized and dialed in. I was able to set this whole thing up in, I don't know, still more time than it should have taken probably, but still a heck of a lot less time than it used to, right? Because the process is there. I've got the templates. I'm able to duplicate and copy and paste. And uh, basically today, I got a podcast produced. I got a special offer with a countdown timer for that offer. I've got a uh, one-time offer, which is a special... Um, upgrade to people who purchased the first offer. They can get a huge discount on the Finder Flow, uh, Three Steps of Flow program. And then there's one more special offer to get them into the book club, to get you into the book club. And the book club, I'm very excited about. I've been talking a lot about that on recent podcasts because I've been putting a heck of a lot of work into it. Because I realized for me, that's, I think, where I want to get everybody into, right? What's the end goal for Finder Flow or one of the big end goals? Well, as I've been trying to figure this part out over the years and try to get a membership figured out for Find Your Flow, I uh, finally just uh, this last month, month ago, maybe two months ago, as time flies, who knows, then <clears throat> this idea of uh, what would my membership site look like for Find Your Flow? What would people be willing to join on a monthly basis? And I definitely wanted to do a print magazine for years, but there's a lot of logistics, a lot of costs, a lot of this and that that I don't really feel like I want to jump into. But this book club idea, it just resonated with me. It's like, heck yeah, that's what I want to do. It's not for everybody. You know, most people probably don't want to join an online book club. But for me, it was like, man, I, this is really exciting. Like, we have a book club at work that I really enjoy. And I buy all these and create all these, you know, self-help products through Finder Flow and, you know, with my uh, partners and whatnot. And I think it would be so much fun to have people in the community join and be able to talk about these things that we want to talk about and be able to set intentions together and goals together and create more flow as an online virtual community. I thought that was so cool. So it's like, well, that took me, depending on how you know one wants to measure that, years to figure out that that's even what I wanted to do. And then once I figured it out, it's like, okay, well, I've been really hustling this last couple of months to get the sales page dialed in, to get the products lined up, to figure out um, you know, to get the products set up in the store to be able to sell them, 
to be able to um, now add that as an upsell on this, uh, you know, on when people buy these other products. So all these things that I know other businesses and other business owners, you know, have already been able to crush it. And sometimes, if I'm being honest, sometimes I feel like, man, these guys come in, they do it so fast, they already do this, why am I so slow, you know, I'm falling behind, I'm never going to be successful with this, this is a waste of time, you know, all the like negative stuff, right? But then I also remember like, hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint, it's something I've been working on, this is my my passion, right? I do this because I love it and I feel called to do it and to provide value. And I feel that I am able to provide value by just sharing the, the behind the scenes with you, right? This is probably the stuff that most other people, you know, if they're trying to sell stuff with their podcast or with their site, they're probably not talking about all the work and junk that goes on behind the scenes. But for me, I think that's part of the value maybe that uh, some of you appreciate, you know, especially if you're building your own business or you have your own business and you're trying to take it to the next level. That's a part of it that I want you to know that I'm bootstrapping it. I'm paying for all this stuff on my own, right? I don't have big financial backers. I'm not loaded. I'm, you know, boot, we call it bootstrapping, right? We spend your own darn money on it. And and because of that, I'm moving a heck of a lot slower than people who are already established with their businesses or people who um, are, you know, going public and getting funded, getting, you know, investors and this and that. So this time thing, again, time flies, is like, shoot, it's, I've already been at this for 18 freaking years. That's a long time. And yet, I'm starting to pick up speed in some, some instances, right? I'm starting to get these processes dialed in so as I start to scale as things get faster as I pick up more momentum which was a, a recently released podcast check that out uh, I already know that I believe I should say in my heart of hearts that at some point it's just going to build and be very fast and the momentum's going to be there the flywheel will be spinning the momentum will carry it and I'll have the systems and processes in place to ride that wave as it grows and as it, you know, gets bigger. So that's what I've been building up for the last 18 years. I feel it's like just positioning all the foundation, building all the groundwork, building all the systems, all the processes, all the technology, all the this, all the that, all the content, all the blah, blah, blah. So that when it hits and it starts catching on, I'll already be ready, right? Because if I, because what I've learned in my experience with things is, and, and a great example, the first one that comes to my mind is, um, one hit wonders, right? So if you don't know, um, I've been a music producer for many years. I've been a professional musician for many years and a music teacher for many years and a DJ for many years. And I've like, you've probably never heard of me, right? I'm not famous as a musician or as a DJ or anything like that. And uh, I've had some like local I hate to say the words like local celebrity, but kind of, you know, like enough to where it was what it was when I was hustling, you know, in the clubs and playing in clubs and had connections and friends in the industry and, you know, all that and was able to, you know, get into places because they knew me and I knew them and I'd let them into our parties for free and, you know, this kind of stuff, right? And I don't say that to brag. I'm just trying to, like, give you some perspective. And so what I would see 
would be, you know, people would rise really fast sometimes. Like some new person on the scene would come in and they'd be like the hot thing or their crew would come in and they'd be the hot crew and, uh, you know, the hot promoters and they their events would be off the hook for a while. And then, you know, over a couple of years, they'd kind of start fading a lot of times. Not always, you know, but um, a lot of them. A lot of them wouldn't even last a couple of years. They'd be in and out within a year, most of them, because it's just not as easy as it looks, right? With like, like with most things. Uh, there's a little bit more to it than you see on the surface. And so with that, one thing I kind of picked up on was, okay, let's say I have a hot new san- a hot new single, hot new dance track, right? And I release it. Okay, boom. And it gets picked up. And it's like, it takes a lot of work to get a song picked up. And, you know, some, yeah, there's lucky breaks and this and that, of course. But guess what? Lucky breaks, even then, it's like, well, how did you get in front of that person? How did that person's music, how did your music get in that person's hands or on their desk? Chances are you were probably hustling for a while, right? That person, when we look at uh, success stories on uh, famous artists and bands, it's like, oh, they're just in the right place at the right time. It's like, well, yeah, but they were in the right place at the right time for. 10 years playing those clubs in hustling town and whatnot before they had that chance encounter. So that's kind of a a part of the story too. So this idea of um, being prepared, like having a one hit wonder and, or some kind of big monumental success like that, right? Where you've got everybody's attention. Everybody thinks you're the hottest, coolest thing and everybody's paying attention to you. You're playing your song. Maybe you're touring around the world, playing your song and then what's next? All right, what do we want next from this band? Or maybe they don't. And then the band doesn't have a good follow-up. And it's like, poof, they're gone and forgotten. And then they try to come back. And it's like nobody wants to hear them. They're outdated. So I feel like there's, like you only, not that you only get one shot, but I mean, then as soon as I said that, or even before I said that, that Eminem lyric popped into my head, you only get one shot. And, you know, um, if you had, if you knew that you had one shot. So if you knew that you, okay, publicity, right? If you're a business owner or you want to be, or you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to sell a product or a service and you're really hustling to get some PR, some, uh, you know, public relations type publicity, right? And you're hustling and then you get it. Okay, boom. Oh, you're on the news. Yeah, everybody's seeing you. Everybody's going to go to where? Okay, now what? What do you do with it? If you didn't have a plan for for all that attention, guess what? It comes and goes in the blink of an eye. Oh, I was on the news. Cool. Are you So now what? Now you're famous? Now you get to retire? No, people forget about you 24 hours later. Ask me how I know. <laughs> um, but fortunately for me, I kind of figure that out relatively quick yeah actually i think i could uh, even maybe pinpoint the first time so the first time that i was ever played on the radio was when i was with a band we had a a ska band back in probably 97 98 and we got played on the local radio station on uh 94.9 i think it was 94.9 back then and um tim Pyle, local dj really awesome local dj has always been a champion of uh local musicians and local artists, local bands. So shout out to Tim, Timothy Piles. And um, he played our music. And I remember, like, we were just so stoked, you know. It was like, oh, we got played on the radio, and it was awesome. And then it was kind of like, okay, now what? Like, 
where do we sign? Like, we just like, are we famous now? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, what's next? We didn't have any plan beyond that. It, you know, it was just like, we, it, it, don't, we ride off into the sunset. We get played on the radio, boom, we get famous and, uh, and that's it. We tour the world playing our songs and it just didn't work like that. And so as I kind of learned like, Hey, you got to have some way to build off of that. It's got to dovetail into something. And that was a big realization. So in subsequent opportunities for PR and for, you know, working with publicity and whatnot, I learned ideally that I'd like to have some kind of special offer for that person or that channel or that interviewer or whatever, right? Like, hey, um, yeah, you know, hey, thanks for having me on the show. And by the way, go to www.xyz.com for this special, uh, you know, thing just for your viewers some kind of offer, right, to drive them back to my site, uh, ideally some kind of free offer just to get them to uh, give me a chance to, to earn their business, to talk to them more. And then um, and then with that, you know, using the picture or the video or the interview or the symbol of the, uh, you know, the magazine that I was in or the radio station I was on, using that for marketing going forward to be able to show proof like, hey, I'm not just another DJ. I've been, you know, seen in uh, this magazine. I've been seen on this news station. I've been uh, heard on this radio station. And start to add these credibility pieces so that people can see, like, oh, he's been on this mag in this magazine and on that station and on this. Well, now that kind of shows them that I'm serious and that I know what I'm doing and that I have uh, some level of expertise in this thing. So it, it, I started recognizing that there's, you know, there's ways to do this, but you kind of have to be prepared and thinking ahead about it because there's been lots of opportunities that I've blown where it's like, shoot, if I had just pushed a little harder, if I just like gotten out of my comfort zone and talked to this person, requested a picture with them, got an autograph, whatever, I could have, you know, really used that, that in a more uh, productive way, right? And just having done this for a long time, I've uh, had lots of failures and I've had a good amount of successes too. So that's one thing I want to share with you is that the time flies and looking for the opportunities to kind of keep building for the long term by making these little progress steps in between because you turn around and before you know it, shoot, it's been, you know, it's been a week, the whole week flew by. Oh my gosh. Oh, this whole month flew by. Oh my gosh. Oh, man, it's been five years since I last worked on this. Oh, my gosh. You know, these kind of things. And so uh, that's it, friend. You know, looking at the big picture of things, where do you want to be in five years, ten years, whatever? What kind of daily habits are you doing or weekly habits that move you toward those goals? That's kind of what I wanted to touch into uh, this evening with this, that the time flies. I hope you're using it as best you can so that you feel good about it and look back with fond memories of how you spent your time here. That's what I try to do is, um, you know, I look at my notebook and look at all the things I work on and try to think like, is this something that when I'm on my deathbed, am I going to be stoked that I spent time on that? Or am I going to be looking back saying like, dang it, I should have done this other thing instead because that wasn't really that important after all. And for me, being a very, you know, action and business oriented in a sense i know that i want to spend more time with my family i try to be good about that you know and uh 
that was a tough thing I kind of was dealing with over the weekend was um, my one son is getting older. Well, both sons are getting older. But one is at the age where he's just getting obsessed with these video games. And I can't blame him because I know how much fun they are. And I used to obsess over video games. And I'm an obsessive person myself, so I really can't judge him on it. Um, but I do want to also be sure that I'm spending quality time with him, right? And sometimes, I guess this weekend, I was feeling a little bit, like, scared. Like, shoot, you know, he's getting so deep into these things. I got to pull him out and, you know, try to play some card games, which we did do. We played some card games this weekend and some other games. It's, that was really fun. And... um you know, I also recognized an opportunity as I was talking with Elena. I was like, I shared it with her. I was like, yeah, you know, this is making me nervous. I feel like I'm failing as a parent because I'm letting him spend so much time doing uh, these video games. And um, we made a plan like, yeah, we're going to, now that the young guy is a little bit older and a little easier to get out of the house, we're going to start doing things again on the weekends. You know, we've, I'm pretty much a homebody on the weekends, which I love, but it's not, you know, it's not the best thing to do all the time, right? I could definitely mix it up. I could use getting outside more. And I definitely want to make sure I'm creating me meaningful memories with my boys and with my family, with my wife, right? So that was kind of a big thing for me. The time flies, right? With kids, especially, it's like, holy smokes, this kid's already seven. So make it count, right? Make it count. What does that look like? What are the things that I can look back on and say, I'm glad I did that? Okay, last night, uh, last one before we sign off here, um, I was, you know, still feeling pretty emotional about the whole thing, I guess. And like, what can I do better? And I was looking over at him and he's on the darn iPad and I was like, gosh, darn it. I was like, all right, let's go for a walk. And it's dark already, you know, and, uh, he's just like, no. And, you know, starts kind of whining and throwing a fit and a tantrum and, um, not a full blown tantrum, but you know, then he lands kind of like, well, he doesn't want to. I was like, no, this, I didn't ask, like, this isn't a question. Like we're going for a walk, all of us. And so, um, so we did. And of course, you know, as soon as we get outside, he first he's complaining, it's so cold and MMA. But then once we get going, it's like we had a great time. We saw a coyote on our walk. We, you know, got the dogs out for a walk and uh, we all had a great time. So it's like, I felt really good and glad that we did that, you know, and it's like a small victory, right? It's not it was like, oh, big deal. You went for a walk. It's like, yeah, it was a freaking big deal. It was a big deal because we all did it. We got out of the house. We didn't necessarily want to. We were cozy and chilling inside, but gosh darn it, we went out for a nice walk around the neighborhood. We spent some time together, got the dogs out, we got some exercise, got some fresh air, got the kid off the video game. It was a win. It was a big time win. And uh, so I felt really happy about that. It reminded me of like, yeah, you know what, this is, it's these little things, these little changes that really add up over the years, right? So that's it, friend. Make the most of it, make it count. And until next time, be flowing.